you know, the inbound journey we always talk about, you know, taking visitors, making them leads, converting them to customers, and then converting them to advocates. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is your host, Joey Bushnell. Today, we'll be joined by inbound marketing and e-commerce expert, Tom Schwab. We'll be discussing various online marketing subjects today, including how to get more organic traffic with content marketing, why Tom recommends HubSpot, and also how to delight your customers and even turn a dissatisfied customer into an advocate. All that and plenty more on the way. Um, Tom, thank you very much for being on the show today. Thank you, Joey. I'm thrilled to be here. Tom, how did you get involved in e-commerce? Really, it uh, it started uh, uh, as uh, Michigan in the United States uh, led the company into uh, the Great Recession here. Uh, we had a local business uh, that was a, a regional player here. We just realized that we had to expand from there. Uh, so we really took our brick-and-mortar local business and uh, expanded it uh, nationally and then uh, even internationally. So what kind of business was that? Yeah, we focus on serving uh, uh, direct-to-patient uh, durable medical equipment. So our sort of taglines for our original company, Goodbye Crutches, is if you can't bear weight and you can't bear crutches, uh, call Goodbye Crutches. And really, we were helping people that uh, were recovering after a, a surgery or an injury um, and trying to not only provide the products, but uh, really build a brand by providing uh, the information um, and the answers in the community that they were looking uh, for during that very difficult period of their life. Okay, so as I just mentioned a moment ago, when it comes to running an e-commerce site, you recommend using inbound marketing. But let's rewind a little bit further back in your personal story, because I know that when you first started off, you started off with, um, you know, PPC was your main singular traffic source. But these days, um, you don't recommend relying solely upon PPC. So can you tell us why? Yeah, and and the question coming from you, I think, is extra uh, funny here because what I always say is Winston Churchill said, you can always count on Americans to do the right thing uh, after they've tried all the wrong things. <laughs> and really, that's how I grew my business. And we started it out um, trying every trick and SEO trick and tactic in the book. And one of the ones that we found was probably the uh, the best for driving traffic was pay-per-click. You know, you can go ahead and put some money in there and, and get um, uh, get traffic out of it. But what we were seeing is that our cost of customer acquisition was continually going up. And even if you worked and, and really tuned that up, you know, the free market system said that was going to get more and more expensive. As we looked at it, we said we're chasing a transaction here. I call it my pay-per-click addiction phase because if I would stop paying for that pay-per-click, the business would be gone. We were just chasing a trans transaction. So as I looked at that and said, long term, this is not not uh, uh, sustainable. Uh, I read a book by uh, two smart guys from MIT, and uh, they were talking about how the world had was changing, and that no longer people wanted to be sold to; they wanted to be helped to buy the product. 
And so with that, they, they said with the tools and the search engines out there, you could go ahead and, and just be helpful and answer people's questions. And when they find that content out there, it's going to build trust. It's going to build authority. It's going to build traffic back to you. And as I looked at that, I thought, there is a good strategy. And at that time, nobody was using it for e-commerce. So we hacked it together uh, for really about six months with some free tools and, and proved the concept really worked. And uh, then after that, we, we switched completely as we uh, drove up our content marketing and invested more in that and uh, cut out our pay-per-click business. And after uh, three years, our traffic went from you know, 3,000 paid visits a month to 70,000, you know, free organic visits a month. Uh, and really, we don't do a whole lot of pay-per-click uh, anymore. Wow. Okay. So um, that's, that's some really good numbers there. And you're doing this by focusing on inbound marketing. So just for clarity, how would you define inbound marketing and why do you prefer it so much? Yeah, I, I think it's just it is overall strategy. And I always define inbound marketing by defining the opposite first. Mm-hmm. You know, outbound marketing is what we all know and, and pretty much hate. It's that stuff where I'm pushing a product, I'm interrupting you, uh, be it a, a billboard on the side of the road, be it a, a commercial that interrupts, uh, you know, your favorite sporting event or television. Uh, and it's really about pushing the product. Uh, inbound marketing is just the opposite of that. Seth Gold. Godin calls it permission-based marketing. And basically, it's being there, and when somebody has a question and starts searching for answers, that you're the one there that's providing the helpful answers. If you look at it now, 70% of the buying decision um, online is made before they actually find your site, Mm -hmm. right? So they're out there looking at things. They're not buying from the first site they come across. They're, They're going to different sites trying to find answers, and the person that provides those answers to them uh, is the one that's going to build trust, build credibility, and can really frame the entire conversation so that you're seen as a partner that's helping them um, solve their problem as opposed to some vendor that's just trying to sell them stuff. So really it's a strategy mm-hmm. of being helpful so that you can attract customers, engage them, nurture them to be leads or to be customers and then really engage with them so much that your customers become your advocates. So what are some specific examples of inbound traffic, Tom? Specifically, where are those 70,000 visitors coming from? Sure. And inbound traffic can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're doing inbound doesn't mean you have to swear off all pay-per-click. Yeah. Uh, but you don't want to rely on it completely. So if you look at this, you know, inbound traffic – um, comes from all the, the different sources that normal traffic usually does. You've got organic traffic where, you know, you just, um, people find you through the search engines mm-hmm. and Google loves content. Um, the sites that put up lots of content and that people link to, uh, naturally, um, rise up in the, the SEO rankings. So that's one of the, the best long-term SEO strategies you can have. It's just putting, putting answers to people's questions up there. Other ways that you get traffic is from social. When people find your traffic and start sharing it on, on different, different social platforms, that can drive traffic back there. And as far as content for, for social sharing, you know, blog posts, ebooks, those things are great to put out there, um, as, as bait to bring people back. And then the final really, um, way we get a lot of traffic is referral traffic. 
So say, for example, we have a, a blog article uh, that somebody really finds helpful. Well, they might mention that on their site and put a link to it. So not only does it give us authority in the search engine's eyes, but it also drives their traffic back to it. And we've done a lot of things with um, with guest blogging um, that will drive traffic back. Um, you know, posts on LinkedIn uh, with calls to action at the end, those drive traffic back. Even things like this where you're, you're putting out content in a podcast. Uh, as people want to know more, it will drive traffic back. Okay, so do you have any tips for us on how we can be helpful and how we can answer those questions for people? For example, when you mentioned there about referral traffic, um, I'd imagine that that doesn't just happen for any old blog post, for the average blog post. It's got to be a blog post that's quite outstanding for referral traffic to happen. So do you have any tips for us to give us the best possible chance for making our content marketing really, really good so that it does get organic referral type traffic? You know, it's amazing. You would think that the one, the blog post that you spend the most time in mm-hmm. and uh, would get the best traffic, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's the ones that, uh, that, that you didn't think much of that the customers thought a lot of and that they started to share around. Um, so one of the biggest things I say is if you want to start with any content is answer the questions. So if you've got one customer that has a question, chances are if it's a one in a million question, what's that mean? There's 7,000 people that have the same question. So you can go ahead and take that email that you sent them and make it into a blog post and, and put it up there as a blog with a title. And you know that uh, as people are going into Google now and search engines, the search terms are getting longer and longer, you know, where it's people used to put, you know, Italian restaurant, you know, now I'll put, you know, what's the best gluten-free Italian restaurant in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. And if you've got the answer to their question, it doesn't matter if you're a new site or an old site, uh, really you're going to pop up in there. And so I would say, um, try not to get, um, get too fancy or, um, think too much of it. Uh, the best, the best blog titles um, are the questions that people are already asking. So you would say that being um, very specific with that answer is a very good strategy? Very much so. And um, every piece of content should have three things. Really, it should be written to, to one pers- specific buyer persona. So you're not trying to write to everybody in the world. You're just trying to write to to one group and address their problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is it should address one thing. What we're trying to do here is answer somebody's immediate question. We're not trying to educate them and, and make them experts. Oftentimes in e-commerce, you'll see people doing that, and it just raises up more questions and delays the process mm-hmm. more than helping a person. And then the third thing every piece of content should have is a next step or a call to action. You know, shame on us as, as marketers and um, business owners if we attract somebody with content and then don't give them the next step. I often think of that as like um, when you go fishing for sharks, they, the first thing they do is throw a chum in the water, and it attracts all the fish. But if you don't have a hook, uh, it's not going to do anything for you. And so if you just do content without a call to action at the end, you're really just, you're just chumming with it. Tom, I know that you're a very big fan and advocate of HubSpot. Um, why is this, and why do you recommend HubSpot for e-commerce businesses? Yeah, to me, HubSpot's a tool, and I always say that I could do 
uh, inbound marketing without HubSpot, it would just end up costing me a lot more. When we first started out, we hacked it together. Um, like I said, uh, when we started, no one was really doing e-commerce with, with inbound marketing. So nobody knew if it would really work. So we hacked it together and we were using WordPress at the time. We were using, uh, MailChimp, uh, Google Analytics and just trying to, to put it all together. And I think for most people, that's a good place to start, you know, start doing that content. But at a certain point, you're going to see that you need the right tools to do the, the right job. And one of the examples I use is that I can take a smartphone and I, I bought a smartphone six months ago. I think I spent $400 for it. Well, I could go down to the, the thrift store and buy a phone, a calendar, a flashlight, a compass, all those things that that I have in that phone, and I could probably get them for free at, at you know at, at some thrift store. But at a certain point, it's worth paying the extra money for that smartphone to get everything to work together. And really, that's why I look at HubSpot is that there's a lot of different tools out there that you can hack together to make it work. But for e-commerce, especially if you can have one set of tools that all talk to each other and integrate with each other, um, it becomes very powerful. So that with that, that you can you can learn, you can improve and you can attribute, you know, what sale came from what customer, from what blog post. Um, where what channel they came from because one of the the jokes they used to have in marketing was that 50% of the money that you spend on on marketing is wasted you just never know what 50% that is really if you've got a system that ties everything together you'll be able to see really quickly what's making you money what's losing you money so you can double down on one and eliminate the other Tom, you mentioned earlier about turning customers into advocates. Um, so let's explore this concept a little bit more. I know that you have something called the NPS score, and it's a question which which can help us turn customers into advocates. Could you let us know a little bit more about this? Yeah, to me, that's the, the magic of any business. It's not doing the transaction. You know, I always say it's easier today than ever uh, to sell something online, uh, but it's harder to, to make money doing it or, or build a company. And I think if you look at the way great companies have been built, it's been on um, repeat business, the lifetime value of a customer. So even if you make that first sale to them, what's most important is that they become an advocate for you. So not only are they buying your product, but that they're promoting it to other people. And in the inbound journey, we always talk about, you know, taking visitors, making them leads, converting them to customers, and then converting them to advocates. And that was always that last piece that was really hard to measure. Uh, and I've done some articles on this for the HubSpot blog uh, and some uh, some presentations. And really, as I started to look at it, there's a tool out there that most of us have already seen. Um, it actually came from the Harvard Business Review in 2003. And the question that we're used to getting is, how likely would you be to recommend our product, our service to a colleague or friend? Mm-hmm. And then it's zero through 10. And that's a, uh, it's called the net promoter score. Mm-hmm. And in the Harvard Business Review, they did a lot of studying on that. And the article was called the only number you need to grow. And they said that that answer, uh, was highly, uh, indicative of the sales of a company, of the sales growth of a company, 
of the profitability of the company, of the actual valuation of the company. So if you got to, to a place where you're going to sell the company, the mergers and acquisition guys actually look at that number to figure out what the value of the company is. And it's very easy to do with just sending that email and then segmenting the people based on the answers. So if somebody gives you like a, a zero through a six, that's referred to as a detractor. Those are the people that loathe you. Um, you want to follow up with them differently to, to try to change their mind to, or at least so that they don't go out there and, and say negative things about you. Um, the people that are like the seven and eights, those people are passive. They really don't care about you. But those people that give you a nine or a ten, those people are referred to as promoters. And those are the ones that are putting their hands up and saying, you know, I would love to help you build your business. So shame on us if we don't go ahead and empower them with the, the tools and the resources in order to get us more customers. Uh, and it's a very simple system that people can do um, in any business, either, you know, a physical product or a digital product. Uh, it can even be done for an online business or a, a brick and mortar business just to survey customers that way. So let's talk about what you would do with some of those responses, Tom, particularly if it was a bad response. So, you know, let's say that um, a customer scores you somewhere between zero and six on the scale, which means that they don't like what you do. How would you respond to that? What would you do differently? Yeah, what we do with our customers is so uh, you get this um, nondescript email from a person to a person. So typically it'll come from the owner of the company or the, the head of customer service, something like that. And it says, you know, Joey, how likely would you be to, to recommend us to a friend or colleague? If you click zero through six, that's going to hyperlink um, to a landing page for detractors. And so on that page, the first thing that you're going to see is an apology that we let you down. We didn't, um, you know, uh, we didn't fulfill on, on what you thought we should. Mm-hmm. So with that, we would go ahead and, um, uh, you know, ask them to give us more information. They may or may not. But also with our automation, we know who it was, what email um, triggered on that. So we go ahead and in our workflows, we would go ahead and automatically send a text message to our director of customer service or somebody in, in management. And it basically would say, you know, Joey just left us a, a detractor score. You know, Joey bought this product at this time. Here's his phone number. Here's his, his email. And it would be our responsibility to follow up with them. And it's amazing that, uh, you know, it's very easy to hate a company. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to hate a person. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just a nameless, fame, nameless, faceless company, it, it's easy to, to hate that. But when somebody calls you back and, you know, says, Joey, I'm so sorry. You know, what could we have done differently? How can we make it right for you? And how can we, you know, make it right for other people going forward? That's very, very powerful. And that's a way to really change somebody from, um, from a detractor to a promoter very quickly. The flip side too is that if you got somebody that goes ahead and, and gives you a nine or a 10, that's a promoter. Well, they're directed to a different page mm-hmm. and they're told that, you know, thank you. We've got one of our customers. It's great. They took a picture of everybody outside their company jumping up in the air and sharing. And it says, you know, thanks, Joey. You made our day, you know, and then it goes ahead and um, gives them other opportunities. You know, would you like to leave a product review right now? Would you like to tweet 
uh, some of these tweets here. Would you like to do a Facebook post? You know, here's some, here's some coupons for your friends, things like that. Mm-hmm. Because what you don't want to do is if somebody has a bad experience, you don't want to ask them, would you like to give us a review? Because yeah. they just might. So mm-hmm. really segmenting it and, and treating people differently. And somebody that's already said that they would love to promote you, well then go ahead and put them in some kind of automated workflow so that every time you have a new promotion or a new product or a new sale, make sure that they know about it because they've already told you that they'll probably share that with their, with their community. Brilliant. Um, Tom, thank you so much for sharing this information with us today. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Where can we find out more about you and where can we learn more? Yeah, Joey, you can go ahead and uh, you or any guests come to inboundforecommerce.com. Uh, we've got a lot of free information there, including uh, uh, an entire layout on the net promoter score um, with um, uh, examples of the emails and uh, different workflows, the landing pages that we've tested. Um, so if you do that, uh, you can go ahead and, uh, uh, and get those free resources. Great. That's the end of today's show. Thank you all for tuning in. If you found uh, value in today's show, please do us a massive, massive favor and uh, leave us a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher. That would really, really help the show. And uh, finally, Tom, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Joey. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.